Billy. Now, did he actually go by the name? Billy. Billy. Not Billy Manziel, just Billy. Hey, call me Billy. Billy Football? Yeah. Billy And then, of course, you know, Billy allegedly, allegedly, you know, they're like, oh, I need your ID, sir, so you can play. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we got Johnny Manziel here. Johnny Manziel here, everybody. <laughs> well, it's not like he blew off, you know, mandatory treatments with the Browns <laughs> in order to, oh, wait. It's not like he just immediately just skipped the last game where he's supposed to be the leader of the team, right? Look. That's what he's saying. I want to be the leader of this team now. <laughs> yes, sure. I'm going to, this, but I'm going to sneak off to Vegas and well, not even show up. Let's lay this out for the people at home right now as we know it, right? Yeah. Johnny Manziel is in the NFL concussion protocol. So he was not going to play in the final game of the season. Correct. For the Cleveland Browns. For the Cleveland Browns. For your of the Cleveland Browns, National right? Football League, yes. And so Johnny Manziel attended a required physical treatment, whatever it was, Saturday, Saturday morning mm-hmm. at the Browns facility in Berea, Ohio, I believe it yeah. is. And then allegedly, allegedly. hopped on a flight immediately and went to Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. A day before the Browns played their season finale, which in theory he did not need to go to. It was not he did not have mandatory yeah. you know, you'd also point out though that was Josh McCown also could not play, was not required to be there, was totally there. Yeah, was totally there. <laughs> because he does this thing called caring about football Being for the in, Cleveland Browns. I mean, you see guys all the time on the sideline if the, the backup quarterback is or the starting quarterback is injured, they're on their Coaching up the guys that are playing in the game. Oh, here's what I saw last week. Here's what worked yeah. for us last week. Not like... Holding the clipboard. Hey, guys. Kind of wasted because I'm in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. I'm not going to answer the phone. So, allegedly, he showed up wearing sunglasses, a fake mustache, and a blonde wig and said, call me Billy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Even and, though all the evidence as of now is circumstantial, as you like to say, and that's, it is, and, and that's what me it's and called. you have gone about this way long time off the There's air, so back much, and forth. Okay, first of all, the guy's hanging out with a posse. Yes, he is. Someone who's not famous does not hang out with a posse. Uh, that is uh, correct. Billy Billy football does not hang out. It's also with like a posse. how many people have to go out there and and wear a weird disguise. If it's not him, it's someone else that's big. And why isn't anyone talking about that other person that they could have been being? You know what I mean? You know what I noticed when I'm in Vegas flamboyantly dressed people like for example wearing large blonde wigs <laughs> and hawaiian shirts allegedly uh, i'm just saying that like i would notice that more than i would notice real johnny menzel just right. walking around but so, yeah that's true and the, but then some dude is not just hanging out with a posse either he's also not hanging out with 12 dudes and then i guess he at the end of the night had lost some money and said hey uh i you know can you just comp me <laughs> <laughs> oh not to mention the instagram Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So as soon as people start reporting this, all of a sudden, there's an Instagram from Johnny Manziel. <laughs> from Avon, Ohio. And he hadn't Instagrammed in two weeks. Right. And and it's, yeah, it's a picture, a black and white picture of him <laughs> laying on the bed. With, with his dog. Looking sad with his dog. A picture that showed no... No background. No background. Nothing, nothing to time stamp it. Nothing to time, yeah. And then also, a, a couple hours after, oh, and then he, he tags it, uh, Saturday nights. Hashtag Saturday nights. <laughs> yeah. As if he's there Saturday night. So if he's there Saturday night, then why isn't he at the game on Sunday? That's a great question because he was right down the street in Avon, Ohio. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> right uh, nearby where he could could go. And he also missed his concussion <sighs> protocol treatment Sunday morning. Yes, he missed a mandatory concussion protocol treatment. And then when he missed the treatment, the Cleveland Browns organization tried to call him and get him on the phone. And they could not reach him. Yeah. He was unreachable from his professional oh, so anyway, team. Going back to the picture, too. He also, ti- also geo stamps it. Yes. 
uh, from Avon, Ohio. Avon, Ohio. Which he never does. Which he never does. Which it's not looking good. And the fact that they had him at the Planet Hollywood and at the Hard Rock Cafe, both places are alleged sighting points. Mm-hmm. Which is having been there not that Aren't those long right ago. Next to each other they're, too? Yeah, they're very, very yeah. close to each other. So it's very easy to do that. The last time I was in Vegas last year, I stayed at Planet Hollywood, and I will say the Hard Rock Cafe was a hop, skip, and a jump away. I can say this. Like, it, it plays out to me like this, you know, hey, hey, I don't want to beat the game tomorrow. You know what? I'm going to be out of here anyway. Let's, let's go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, let's, let's go to Vegas. Let's do it, dude. Vegas, baby, he goes, Vegas. He goes, well, I can't just go there. All right, let's, let's put on a disguise or something. Well, we can't be hanging out at, like, you know, the Wynn or somewhere nice. Let's go to, like, you know, Planet Hollywood, how he Hard didn't, Rock. How he no didn't one... end up at Hooters or Bally's is oh, beyond me. Who says he didn't? Oh, that would be amazing. He just, you know, he should have started there because nobody even noticed. <laughs> he was walking around the Bally's lot. Hey, everybody. You made it to 2016. This is episode 120 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And my goodness, Johnny Football, everybody. So where, where, where does he go from here? Like, his name is Mud. Uh, listening to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, mm-hmm. no team wants a part of him right now. Like, the, the, the lone exception would seem to be Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Who, who just wanted care. to draft him. But Jer- according don't care. But as, as, as on NFL Network reported, uh, he doesn't see Ian Rappaport, uh, guy who knows, says he sees no scenario where the Cowboys actually sign him, no matter what Jerry Jones wants. Yeah, it just seems like he's he's shown himself to be irresponsible, cocky for without reason. Right. Like, what's uh, he done? I mean, he won the Heisman. Congratulations. He had a good college football career. He's done literally nothing in the pros. I mean, you can say what you want about Tim Tebow, that he's not talented or whatever. And I will. He came in and wasn't cocky. He went, goes to every practice. He went right to work. Yeah. Uh, I at least respect his work ethic, if not nothing else I'll about the man. I'll tell you something I noticed, too, Ray. And we were off yes. for a little while. so We uh, were, yes. We missed the week that the Chiefs beat the Browns. Uh, I noticed noticed this when I was watching the game, and I think this is like, as much as he says he's preparing really hard, this is... Because that was a Manziel game. This is where that stuff comes in. Him not practicing as hard and all that. They show him, and he runs like, they got like an eight, nine play drive, and that dude is sucking wind. It's like, I've never seen a quarterback just out of breath. Yeah. Not, and barely able to run the next play. And the announcers even mentioned it. Yeah. Well, that's a guy who obviously isn't putting in all the effort, no, as yeah. they say. Well, he's putting in he's putting in the effort during the game, but he's not getting himself in. Like he's out drinking and doesn't doing this, all this speak other to stuff. what I was talking about him last year though, which is Johnny Manziel's natural abilities that he has. Every step of his entire football career could carry him, oh, sure. no matter what else he did. And now he's now, now he's, he's up to the next step where he's not as fast as the other guy. No, he's in fact slower yeah. than everybody else because they're working harder than him. Yeah. Because I don't know, it's their job. For example, he was able to run for a lot of yards against the Chiefs when they had all of their pass rushers injured. <laughs> well, gosh willing, here's hoping. Uh, didn't Johnny hit like 90 yards rushing or something in that game? Yeah, like over he was the leading rusher. But he also, yeah, I think he only had like 72 yards passing too. Well, no wonder he's sucking wind. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I didn't. When Johnny Manziel came out, I said he's too small and lacks the physical skills and I, definitely look, the mental we skills both, to be neither successful. Neither of us were on the Johnny Manziel train. Neither of so, us. And so, so, neither, so there's no trolling to be had on either no, side because we both thought this was going to be. Although you thought he you thought he might get a chance to start more than I did, and he did, but he has had every opportunity. Just like I said, but he has had every opportunity good. to start. But every time he gets he gets in there, he either hurts he hurts himself or he does something stupid. He chugs a four loco and then releases the cell phone video yeah. to the to the media. Yeah, it's and and even on the field, that that first that first half against the Chiefs, his QBR was twenty eight. I mean, that's really, well, not that I'd necessarily trust the ESPN QBR stats. Okay, but that's really low, Ray. It's not good. 
uh, you know, sorry, John Gruden. In that game, you know, he's yes. 13 for 32, 136 yards. That's not great. Uh, QBR, which you all. said you don't trust, 35.3. 35.3 now, is not good yeah, okay. on any metric. Here's his quarterback rating for the entire game. Okay. 40.6. That's absolutely terrible. <laughs> I trust the quarterback passer rating a heck of a lot more than the QBR because there's not any subjective magic yeah. fairy dust that has to get sprinkled over it where you say these plays are weighted for... But if you suck the entire game and your team's down 28 nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, then none of the plays should matter. You right. should have a QBR of one. Yeah. Because you didn't, you know what I'm saying? Because all the sp- well, plays are meaningless. That's what I don't like about the quarterback uh, rating. It's like there's some guys that are just behind every game and they get all these garbage stats. No, it's true. It's true. But I mean, you know, all, but you have to remember during that garbage time when they get those stats, generally speaking, the defenses are pinned back pass rushing as well, which might make it a little bit harder for them to get those stats. Too. Or they're in a pre event. I mean, you if you're up by 28 yeah. points, you're not pass rushing. You are probably not. Yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, we're talking about Cleveland here. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. But Cleveland clean house. I mean, we'll talk about all this. Guys, here's what we got to talk about this week. We've got uh, NFL Week 17, and then we have all the blowback afterwards. We've just talked about Johnny Manziel. We've got Black Monday. We've got our playoff Ooh. predictions uh, from beginning of the year, and then Ooh. because they were terrible for some of us, well, really all of us, me yeah. especially as far as playoff predictions go. And, and the, yeah. Uh, we get to re- re- re-pick who we think is going to go to the Super Bowl. The NFL was hard to pick this year. Isn't it hard to pick every year? Isn't that kind of the NFL thing? I think it's thing? harder every year, though. It's, this is a very hard year. I feel like we've had better years. I also feel like we've had worse years, too, so I don't know. Uh, but we're going to talk about all that, and we got to talk about college football bowl season, Brent. All our teams played. Yeah. The first round of the playoffs happened. Mm-hmm. Historically low ratings, and so I have to assume a lot of people <laughs> listening right now didn't watch. The college football pl- yeah, ratings. because yeah. nobody watched. Yeah. Yikes. But anyway, we're going to get right to it and talk about NFL Week 17 after three seconds of Frank Sinatra. They call you Lady Luck, but there is room for doubt. At times you have a very unladylike way of running out. And NFL Week 17 dropped square in our laps. The season's over, Brent. Well, not not for you. Nope. For me, the season's yeah. over. Very sad. Hey, I'm very happy with the way it ended, though. We'll just start with my team right here. Are you happy that it just ended, period? No, I would have liked a few more games. They were pretty, um, you know, Well, not much reason for hope, I'm saying. If I'm a a Lions fan. I think you were just trolling right now because that's not true even a little bit. When you played good teams in the first half, you had a terrible record. And then the second half, you played terrible teams and you won some games against terrible. What's weird is you could say the exact same thing about the Kansas City Chiefs. Except we won... uh, 11, 10 in a row. That's right. So 10 is more than half the season. Against pretty terrible teams, though. Except for Denver. Uh, except for Denver. That's your, one, that's your one big win. And, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had Landry Jones. We've talked about this still before. Still Pittsburgh. Uh, it is still Pittsburgh. Uh, opening it up, though, the Lions go to Chicago in a game I honestly considered a coin flip 50-50 and looked really, really good against the Bears. I mean, they really did handle it most of the, uh, most of the afternoon. For what it's worth, Jay Cutler throws three Cutlers on his way to uh, cutlering it up. And the Lions didn't really make any mistakes. They played better. They got great defensive effort when they needed to and didn't yip it away. Win 24 to 20. My Lions finished the season 7 to 9, which I believe I predicted on the show here about six weeks ago. 
I said they were going to go four and two down the stretch and finish seven and nine. I wasn't you buying said the it was hype. Possible it could be nine and seven. Uh, well, we went down the list of each of the things. You said I, probably nine and seven. I said I was hoping for nine you and said seven. Somehow they would still be ten and six. How? Yeah. Except at the end of the day, I said I think they drop. They find a way to drop two of these games, and they did. And so seven and nine. Uh, I have to be inspired though by the fact they started one and seven and then finished the season on a six and two uh, run. I'm always worried about teams that are like really really already out of the playoffs and then it's almost like those teams that play really well in September in baseball right because then they always say oh we got some momentum and then the next year well, like well like for example Miami was like that last year you are 100% right? correct and everyone in the offseason was like yep Miami's on the come I was one of them yeah and then and then what happened poop the bed the second they... the only reason why I would say different than that though <laughs> you all right over there <laughs> that's Miami still pooping the bed that's how much they pooped the bed <laughs> It's, that's a lot of poop. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I, I would be led to be a little bit better, though, just in the fact that uh, this year... Thank you. The uh, the Lions literally had the most difficult... It was mathematically the most difficult schedule of the entire NFL. And the Kansas NFL. City had a really hard schedule, too. They had, they were, like, in the, the top four. Yeah. Um, sure. And <laughs> we were... Uh, well, they did play Denver twice, so that's definitely going to help. They played Denver twice. They're the one Pittsburgh. seed. Yeah. We had to play uh, all those teams... Uh, At the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, Green Bay. Played the Green, Green Bay. Bays, the Minnesotas. Yep, Minnesota. Uh, however, the Lions next year look like they have an easier Cincinnati. schedule. As we play the AFC South and the NFC East, the two worst divisions in all of football this year, as opposed to playing two Western divisions, which even if they're mediocre, it's tough to for an East Coast team to go West and win games. So I, I give my Lions a lot of credit. I'm filled with a lot of hope. The coaches seem like they maybe uh, coach themselves into another year with it. And I really I enjoyed the fact that uh, they didn't fold the tents and die when they were one and seven. So I, I give the team some measure of credit right there. I mean, there's not much more to say about them. I mean, I'm sure I've got more, but nobody cares because my team went seven and nine, and we you know we beat the Bears to suck at Grantland. That's all I'm going to say about that. Who predicted that the Lions would have like a four win season and the Bears would win eight games? And at least we we proved that prediction wrong, even if we did nothing else right. And now Grantland's gone, and we're still here, Brent. So nuts to those guys, right? Yep. Oh, boy, look at this. I just yes. saw this online. Uh, so you remember that game when Baltimore almost beat Arizona at Arizona a few weeks back in October? Yeah. Like when they still had hope of coming back? When we thought they had a chance, And, yeah. that, and that dude, uh, the, the, the referee totally missed that the guy lined up as an eligible player and then called him ineligible? Correct. Okay. Guess who's working the Chiefs playoff game this weekend? That guy. What's his name? Uh, Ronald Torbert. Well, I don't know Ronald Torbert. He's not on my list of uh, the poopy refs that I know, like Pete Morelli and uh, Ed Hockley and Jeff Triplett. Those are my three worst freaking refs in the entire league. You got Gene Steratore in there. He's been pretty bad this He's been pretty year. bad this year, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. But then again, which ref has been good? That's true. Walt which Col ref do you point to? Walt Coleman? I thought he had some problems this year. I think too. everybody's had problems. I think it's time to get these guys full time, but that's a conversation Absolutely. for another day. Uh, let's see. You're moving down the list of other games. We have the New Orleans Saints beat the Atlanta Falcons on the road. Uh, I'm mildly shocked by that, but I mean, the Saints had a lot to play for since Drew Brees is trying to get it, you know, trying to stick around. Sean Payton's trying for his job. And the Atlanta Falcons basically gave up about six weeks ago. What's weird is they won like two out of their last three games, I think. They are the they Falcons did. Yeah. 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 Well, they came from, they, they, they came back and then they handled a couple of teams, I think like Jacksonville, like yeah. and other this, teams and that had folded harder like, than they had. They were just dreaming about where they were going to be, what beast they're going to be on the next week. That is right? correct. They were wondering which golf course am I playing tomorrow? Uh, maybe I can meet up with Johnny Manziel over in Vegas and we can party for a little while. Uh, but I give the New Orleans Saints credit. Drew Brees ended up finishing leading the league in passing this year, 
which I don't think anybody, everybody was talking about his skills were on the decline this year. And, and you were blaming him for the Saints having a losing record. He did lead the league in passing, so we got to give him some credit there when nobody thought he was going to come through with a season like he did. Yeah. Uh, the New York Jets, the Jets, Neil Gargiulo's Jets, crap the bed to the Buffalo oh, Bills. I think the greatest quote about this game that I think came out is, once again, Rex Ryan has proven he knows how to keep the Jets out of the playoffs. <laughs> But the Jets seeming like they had it kind of under control a little bit. I, I thought, you know, at least they looked like they were going to, like, pull through and hold it together. And then every time it looked like they were right about to do something, the Bills would just counter it and just do something else and take the lead, despite a big game out of Brandon Marshall, yeah. uh, who was fantastic this year. Give him full credit. Uh, Buffalo Bills beat uh, the Jets, keeping both out of the playoffs this year. So 10-6 and six for the Jets, though. Yeah. Neither of us saw that one coming on any level. No, but still, you know, did they make the playoffs? No. They did not, so we don't talk about them. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals did make the playoffs, barely holding on to beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-16, and I believe, uh, no, the Bengals are the three seed coming into the uh, AFC playoffs right now. Okay. They had a look at a two seed if Denver could have uh, pooped themselves, Yeah, uh, but they didn't, and we'll get there soon. Uh, A.J. McCarron. If Andy Dalton comes back, do you keep playing AJ McCarron even though he's a little bit hurt, just based on consistency, or do you kind of like do you trust Andy Dalton, who's lost four playoff games in a row? He's not. I don't think he's gonna be ready this week. It, but if he's if he says he's ready, I, and he hasn't played in five six weeks or whatever, I still it is, don't think you do. I mean, do I go you start back, Andy Dalton? I go back to that time when the Chiefs had uh, Rich Gannon for like a month, and Elvis Gerbach I think separated his shoulder, mm -hmm. and they put Gerbach back in the playoffs, that game, and yeah. he just wasn't effective. Wasn't good. Uh, going back to the Ch the Chiefs and the Lions. Yes. Uh, Lions played eight playoff teams. Kansas City played seven. So There you go. Yeah. Well, did but the we Broncos count as twice? Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Is that all year, or is all that year. just in the yeah. last eight games? No. No, eight teams in the playoffs the entire season. So half your games were just under our, our you know, but we won four more games than you. So. That is correct. Yeah. Well, you handled business against the bad teams a little bit better than we did. Yeah. I mean, that's that's you we beat, beat San Diego teams. and we didn't, and that's basically uh, the difference between yeah. the two. Well, we won eleven games. <laughs> you know, hey, that's good yeah. enough for the five yeah. seed. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> you won one more game than the Jets did. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's enough. It's a good thing you did. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Your Cleveland Browns guaranteed Pittsburgh making the playoffs when the Jets crap the bed as the Steelers go into town, take care of business. Cleveland manages four field goals all day. And this is the hilarious thing was during that game, I'm watching it. And I thought that Johnny Manziel was actually playing in the game because I hadn't heard about all this <laughs> Vegas stuff. You text me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Johnny Manziel's playing right now in Cleveland. You're like, that's Austin Davis. I look again. Oh, it's number seven, not number two. My dyslexia like, kicks in. Wow, and you also didn't notice any athletic difference between Austin Davis. That's the crazy thing Manziel. to me. Is Austin, I thought I, honest to God, was watching Johnny Manziel, and then when you say it's Austin Davis, I, I double look, I blink, and I go, oh, that is Austin Davis. I didn't notice a, diff a physical difference out there. He looked like the exact same player. So to me, if you're the Cleveland Browns, and this is my naked eye, Cleveland Browns insist to me that there's a huge difference in skill set. Uh, the, the fans have reached out to me to talk to me on Twitter about this and said Manziel's skill set is just far superior. And I go, look, as a guy who's watched a fair number of Browns games this year, kind of casually, I do not see a difference. You might as well keep Austin Davis. You got the number two overall pick in the draft. Yeah, dude. I'm not saying that you take a quarterback necessarily, but you do have the because um, the Browns have the first pick in the second round of the draft this year. Do they? Or did they give that away in some stupid well, deal? Well, they will. Uh, however, you got to think about this. The Patriots do not have a first-round draft pick this year, which means there are only 31 picks in the first round. Okay. So the Cleveland Browns, in short, now have two first-round picks Essentially. going into it. 
if you have pick number 32 with the Browns, I believe there's going to be an appropriate quarterback there. I don't know if it's a Connor Cook or somebody else you want to take a chance on. Not that I take a chance on Connor Cook. Not that early. There's got to be a guy who's going to fall, though. Not that many teams need quarterbacks, I don't think. You know what? They should get somebody that's proven in college, like Robert Griffin Jr., Robert Griffin III. I don't Not Robert Griffin Jr. Uh, that would be Robert Griffin III's dad. That would be his dad. <laughs> I don't know if he'd still be good in the NFL. He might be better than his son. He might be. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Speaking of which, Washington. Benny Arthur's Washington Redskins beat the Dallas Cowboys. They 34-23, but that game was way much more of a beatdown than that final score would yeah. indicate. Yeah. You give, you give Washington full credit, like... That's a legitimate team right now. How is it that that escaped all of us? That the Washington Redskins are the most complete football team in the NFC East. Nine and seven at least is respectable. They're not a below 500 division winner like we thought maybe an eight and eight, seven and nine team would win the division. They came through at the end of the season. Kirk Cousins, the last four games, has looked fantastic. Well, that was the big thing. We no one saw Kirk Cousins becoming what he seems like he's becoming right now. Sure. Which is a pretty good quarterback. Solid and the Deshaun Jackson catching one eighty yard touchdown every week doesn't hurt. Uh, yeah, do you think every time Deshaun Jackson caught a long touchdown that that was just like? Uh, oh yeah, another thing that Philly was thinking about, like the Houston Texans, your boys, yeah. your new opponents. I yeah, mean, well, I remember you were saying that that was a terrible win at the beginning of the season. It looks better now. Yeah, it was a terrible win at the beginning of the season. <laughs> for the record, it just looks good in hindsight now. Uh, they take care of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gus Bradley's coming back for a fourth year. Gus Bradley in Jacksonville has never won more than five games you know in what, a single though? season. I like that. I like I like the way he coaches that team. Um, they haven't got the results that he wanted, but they've gotten no results at, ever. But at least they are. They're st- they have a good quarterback. That offense they're is stay- legit. They're staying the course. Like it seems like Cleveland fires their coach every year. Every now. year, yes. How do you ever get any consistency? You can't do it. The good teams don't fire their coaches all the time. Even look at Tom Coughlin. I mean, he yeah. hasn't made that. Didn't they like he hasn't done anything he's in like four several, years? He's had several valleys. You yeah. know, he had the Super Bowls, but he's had some valleys where they could have fired him before the Super Bowl. Before he won his first Super Bowl, yeah. they almost fired him right. the year before. So it just goes Mike to show. Mike almost got fired a couple right. years ago. Right. Uh, you know, look, look at but some. But they didn't because that's didn't. not the type of organization they Because are. the owners are patient. So yeah. Shad Khan down in Jacksonville. I know he wants to move the team to London. Yeah. I'll keep saying it over and over again. He at least is showing, like, I would want, if I was an NFL coach, yeah. I would want to go work for Shad Khan because I know he's not going to throw me under the bus Chudzinski style after one football season. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I have no results, five wins being your max. There is almost no t- – the Cleveland Browns have done better than that in the last four years. I, I, You know, I'm starting to think the same thing about, like, Philadelphia, too. Even though I thought it was the right decision to get rid of Chip Kelly. Yeah. Look, three years uh, – three years – he won – he did win two, 11 games for two of those first uh, three years. Ten and ten. Ten, oh, ten, 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 ten and sorry, six. Ten yeah. and six, ten and six, not 11 and five. Yeah. But uh, what's funny is, like, they keep saying now that one of the leading candidates is Doug Peterson, Kansas City's offensive coordinator. Sure. Okay, so you're going to fire Andy Reid because you don't like his offense. Yes. And then three years later, you're going to hire, hire the guy that's running a- Andy Reid's offense. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, <laughs> right? Uh, it's almost like the Philadelphia Eagles don't know what they're doing or something. It's like, uh, let's hire Andy Reid, but, but without any of the coaching experience. But if you're going to give Chip Kelly the reins, you might not have liked the results this year. But that being said, 
with two weeks to go in the season, they were playing for a potential NFC East championship. Yeah, only because only because that division was so bad, though. I mean, they were right. a train wreck. No, they were, but everybody in the NFC East was a train wreck at one point this year. And by year. the way, who was the one that was saying that Chip Kelly, the way he makes their teams practice and the way he runs his offense, where they run that really fast uh, plays, the spread offense where they run plays really quickly, is going to run your defense into the ground. Guess sure. who had the worst defense by far? Statistically, the, the worst six defense. Weeks? Uh, I, believe, I believe they had the 32 ranked defense, no, 31st ranked defense all year because I think all New year. Orleans was worse. Wow. But, like, but they fell off even more yeah, the last six yeah, weeks. Yeah. And because I believe if you count the number of snaps, uh, I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but uh, on defense, or because of all the snaps, they played an equivalent of 18 games worth of snaps nice. over the course of 16 games. So, with all, so what you're saying is with all that extra experience their defense got, he still couldn't Didn't do any play better. But you've given him one year to buy the groceries, as Bill Parcells would say. Can't you? Shouldn't you give a bigger commitment than that? If you're going to give the commitment in the first place, shouldn't you give him three years to really see where it goes? I'm going to make this analogy, Ray. <clears throat> yes, okay. Am I going to hate this? No. Okay. Uh, episode one came out, and pretty much everybody hated Jar Jar. The right? Phantom Menace, you're Yeah, saying. the Phantom Menace. You're, but after a couple of months went by. Okay. There no, was, but every, there was a honeymoon period where people didn't hate Jar Jar. No, there was hun- no, they hated Jar Jar. They just didn't hate. I still think there's good things in that movie. Sure, some good things like Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Midichlorians. Jar Jar. Pod racing. That's it. <laughs> Baby Anakin tied for third. Hey, let's be honest. That pod racing was kind of awesome. And did you ever play the video game pod racing? It was that fantastic. was super fun. Uh, to be fair, yeah, pod racing legitimately um, was the best. So, uh, uh, you, you so threw everyone me hated Jar Jar. So everyone hated Jar Jar. They hated him so much. They proved in that first movie that he was terrible. They could have been like, you know what? He's only had one movie to prove himself. Let's give him an even bigger role in the second one to prove it. And they were like, nope. You get like three lines, Jar Jar. You're out. Yeah. But at least they kept him around. Yeah, but. He was was there. (laughs) Well. This is kind of the same thing, though. They're just I don't like, know. You know. I, I don't like the. You just said it earlier. I don't like the NFL uh, being so quick fused and being so short. Like, if you're going to make a commitment to a coach or a system, mm-hmm. especially one that's radically different, yeah. you can't just do it for one year, dip your toe in the pool, and go, it's too cold. I'm going back inside. It's system you got to take a shot. It's a system to get rid of like your most talented players and then uh, have a worse record the next I year. I would like to see Chip Kelly have another opportunity in the NFL. But I, I think it's fun. But I think I know what would happen next year. Uh, he would probably get an even worse quarterback again, get another new quarterback to the system again, because it seems like he thinks guys can learn it in one year. And he treats the guys like they're not... They're. I've heard the other thing is, he's not the most social guy. And we're like, he's he'll, not. He'll walk by you in the hallway and not even acknowledge you. Right. He's so, busy. He's busy coming up with new ways to win. I mean, yeah, but he's not winning. That's the thing, is if he's winning... In the 10 and 6 years, it was fine. It was kind of, it was almost like Harbaugh, you know? Harbaugh, when he was winning all those games, they kind of looked the other way at all his shenanigans and how they didn't get along. And all of a sudden, they had one bad year, and they're like, we're, and, not, we're not doing this. And that one bad year, 8 and 8. Yeah. We forget that. How yeah. fastly they fell off the table. But coming off. But coming Chip off a, Kelly, after three seasons, has a winning record as a head coach. He's like Pete Carroll back when he was the coach of the Patriots right. and Jets. He has a winning record. But. But if Harbaugh is going to get released after an eight and eight season, and they've almost got, they've gone to the Super Bowl once, sure. I think NFC Championship game the next I year. I believe so, right? Chip Kelly hasn't won a playoff game. He has not. Yeah, and I think that's good. So no back. I don't know. I, again, why make the commitment if you're immediately just going to pull it away? If you're going to do something different, I applaud you. I mean, the way this, the Cleveland Browns even, and this is going to suck because I don't like praising the Browns. Mm-hmm. They're going for this new sabermetric approach. They've hired a new you guy. Mean after that, you uh, they also fired their coach after one season. They two seasons. 
Mike Pettin was there for two seasons. Did he have two seasons? Yeah, he had two seasons of failure. They said they were going to... Oh, no, you're right. You're right. They said they were, they were t- talking like they were going to bring him back, about and then this they fired him. Because he started out 7-4, and four, and everyone Correct. was like, man, he's good. Finally. And then he finished 3-18. and 18. Terrible. He yikes! Yeah, he's done. Uh, and They're going for the sabermetric approach, and here's the deal. Assuming that the Cleveland Browns are going to try keep at it more than one season, mm-hmm. and I like the attitude of, hey, we're the laughing stock already. We might as well try the thing everybody talks about and nobody ever pulls the trigger on. What the bleep do we have to lose yeah. at this point? We're the Cleveland Browns. I actually applaud that. I think it's a smart way to go because why not? What have you got to lose? You know, the same as the Jaguars did it. I, I feel the can, same way. Do you really think, though, it being the Browns, that it's not this, going to work? It's not going it's to not, work. Can I say it right now? But I, I believe they're going to commit to at least three, four years of trying it. I don't know. You don't think so? I think two years and they suck, and that dude's getting fired. Two years. They're going to be like, you know what? Campaign. We thought he knew about football. He didn't. Oh, man. Uh, going on to the next game. Indianapolis Colts beat Tennessee. Is there a team that gave up more than Tennessee did this oh, year? My like, remember when they showed a little bit of promise earlier this year? They were yeah. fighting, and that offense was clicking, and they well, were super fun to watch. It's easy to quit when you fire your coach halfway through the season, too. Right. You know. And I remember, because uh, uh, Ken Wisenhunt. Uh, the Wiz. The Wiz. It was between him and Jim Caldwell for the Lions job. And uh, there were a lot of people in Detroit <laughs> were like, I'm a Coach Wiz yeah, guy. Give me yeah. Coach Wiz. Coach Wiz didn't even survive his second season. Know. We don't know if Caldwell's going to survive, but at least he got through the season. Uh, say that. Uh, New England poops the bet against Miami. Should we be worried about the New England Patriots? Um, no, because they've got a lot of guys injured, and they're going to get a lot of those guys back. They have a bye. Although I am a little concerned that Tom Brady's got a high ankle sprain. He, he does. does not look good. And but it, it looks like they tried against Miami as yeah, well. Like yeah. they did put up well, an effort and it was he, not good. But he got injured also in that well, game. Well, Sue ate him. Yeah. Which I think helps. Yeah. Is there a worse free agency signing than Indomitian Sue? No. Is it telling that the GM who signed Indomitian well, Sue to that huge contract got fired after the season? There might be a worse one, but there might not be as far as how much they paid per yeah. cap, per, yeah, yeah. per, uh, per monetary value and performance? No. They literally have broken their organization with that contract. I mean, remember we talked about it. You were just like, but aren't you a little bit mad that you didn't? I'm like, no. There comes to be a breaking point. Well, I was trolling when it's you. Just, I was trolling you. I didn't believe in that contract. Um, but there comes to be a point when you go, I can't pay anymore because you're cutting my bone. Yeah, I mean, do you think that? Oh, my goodness. Is this going to be like the equivalent of what happened to... This is Alex know, Rodriguez of the Texas Rangers. Is this after... That's what this is. is well, in NFL terms. In is NFL this terms. Is this like the, you know... What happened after they traded away their whole draft for Ricky Williams? Oh, man. The New Orleans Saints did? Yeah. Uh, it could be. I mean, Ricky Williams, however, on, on top of that, wasn't the player. Everybody, and by all he accounts, Dominican Sue did have a good well, season. He, he was a good Just player. Just not good enough. Yeah. He had some good seasons. Uh, he was expected to do a lot more, and he got injured, and he had those weird social anxiety issues and stuff like where that. He, where he took a year off from the NFL yeah. to go to Australia and yeah. live in a tent and smoke the reef? Yeah. The reefer. <laughs> Smoke the reef. I don't think you can smoke a reef, could you? I mean, if you're committed enough. Yeah. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Giants. That was almost heartbreaking, wasn't it? The, the Eagles, I don't even know. They, they all of a sudden put up this monster effort. And Tom Coughlin's last game, that means nothing what, really to either team. Yeah. <laughs> Except I want, I'm not really a Coughlin fan. I'm not a New York Giants fan. I'm not an Eli Manning fan. I wanted the Giants to win that game so bad just for that one guy, just out of respect. Yeah. Because of how I have so much respect for Tom Coughlin from the Jacksonville days. When he, remember, he took them, I believe, to the AFC Championship game. 
and then turns around and then he gets wins two Super Bowls with the but, uh, with the Giants. Like respect, man. But isn't it telling Ray that they fire Chip Kelly and then they just get a huge effort from of the team the is. week after they fire him? You knew that was going to happen. Well, though. that doesn't you always happen though. You fire the head coach and the team's like, oh, well, you fired a coach. We're kind of disappointed. They weren't disappointed at all. But in this particular case, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, like that team. Remember uh, when uh, uh, Deshaun, they didn't like him. Excuse me when. DeMarco Murray, mm-hmm. the big, I mean, Chip Kelly paid a ton of money and courted DeMarco Murray to come play for his team, right? Like, this was a big deal. Right. Like, this is the sweetheart. This is the guy who should have Chip Kelly's back above all others. Right. The owner had a meeting two weeks ago where he had sat down on the plane ride home from the game with DeMarco Murray, and he said, what's your opinion of Chip Kelly? And he's just like, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> the one guy you'd think he'd have his back. He doesn't, though, good. because he wasn't giving him the ball. He wasn't, but every player wants the ball, right? I don't. Yeah, but you, he let. Come on, man. He was the he was the <laughs> he was the fantasy MVP yes, last he was. year. Yes, he was, and he might have been almost the NFL MVP last year if he was a quarterback. Correct. I mean, he had something like eighteen hundred yards. I think over ten touchdowns, 18, like eighteen forty eight or something. It yeah. was incredible. He had a great season. But uh, it just uh, yeah, unbelievable, amazing effort from the uh, uh, Eagles. You know, there it is. Uh, Carolina beats Tampa in kind of a laugher. Started a little slow, and then Carol- Carolina's Carolina scary just, good, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I, have I been up and saying this all year? I, I really like I like Carolina. I like Arizona, and I think all the AFC teams are flawed one way or another. I think you know Carolina and Arizona have to prove it to me in the playoffs, but they they appear to be very good teams. I think I think the uh, NFC Championship game. Uh, is going to be Carolina and Arizona. Well, we'll talk about that later. But I think this. I think, in fact, if we come this, the way we think it's going to, that I think Arizona has to play Seattle the second week. I think that's super fun. Ooh. It'll depend on like the matchups and whatnot, but that's Whoa. super fun. No, but, but Seattle is the sixth seed. Uh, no, because then Seattle would have to go to Carolina because they're the one. It's, oh, Carolina's yeah. the one. You're right. Uh, oh, man, that's a tough game, too. They're all tough games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Minnesota dark horse, but we'll, we'll get there. I still uh, <laughs> like Seattle, dude. Your Kansas City Chiefs beat Oakland. They yeah. came so close to pooping the bed in a meaningless end-of-season game. Didn't they didn't. Any, game didn't mean anything. Uh, I think it meant something to Oakland. I, yeah. think, I think Oakland really wanted to win that game for some momentum. Well, uh, they wanted to win the game because here's the thing. Here's what I want to say about the Chiefs game. Yes, Charles Woodson, your boy from from Michigan, great, right? one of the best a, Michigan players of all time, one of the best players of all time. Can right. I say that? Yeah, Even I as put a guy it out that there. I don't like the Raiders and I don't like uh, the Lions. You don't love because, the Wolverines. Uh, I, I don't like the Wolverines. Well, he never played for the Lions. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah, yeah. You just uh, don't. Ha- you, you just had to add it in there just to just to mention it. <laughs> um, that guy's a stud. He's amazing. He had like a big turnover in the first game where he like ripped the ball. He's still really good at ripping the ball away. Um, I felt like one of the best things that happened for him. One, Marcus Peters, the the Pro Bowl cornerback, rookie cornerback for the Chiefs. Yeah, he's been great. Ends up leading the league in interceptions. Yeah, he's been super incredible. Uh, walks up to Rod, to Charles Woodson after the game and basically does the the Wayne's World. We're not worthy. Oh, thing nice. To him, you know, nice. So respect. I like that ch- that the Marcus Peters did that. He deserves that respect. I also am, am glad that um, Charles Woodson got to end his career. At Arrowhead Stadium. In, With a loss. In, instead of at the, the Coliseum. Oh, sure. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag right? blessed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, that was, a, I mean, that was a good win for Kansas City. Uh, uh, Oakland, I think we're going to see them make a jump next year. Oakland is not an easy team to beat right now. No. Yeah. And when they actually have another year to kind of put it together mm-hmm. more, that's yeah. going to be a scary team. Khalil I Mack, know. I mean, I think he... Khalil Mack's really Khalil good. Khalil Mack leads the league in 
in uh, and uh, Amari Cooper. In you, do, Amari you do not look forward to playing Amari Cooper, Cooper for the next ten years. That he's dropped as many passes as he has. He's... Uh, rookie rookie wide receivers. I guess. They always drop a lot of passes. Yeah. Uh, we we're we're right now in a new renaissance of rookie wide receivers coming in and doing very well. Traditionally, it takes a couple of years for them to get their feet underneath them, but. You yeah. know, Amari Cooper. He still had a good season. Cars threw over 30. Uh, you know, he makes some weird decisions sometimes. I think he's got to get fun, used though. to it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Seattle goes to Arizona and whoops him up real good. Was that just Arizona not showing Seattle anything at all? I Is that Arizona coasting know. to the two Well, seat? I thought that Seattle, had they clinched a playoff spot yeah. already? Could they have moved up? I don't know. No, that was uh, it. I thought Seattle was, you know, they were just like, yeah, this is our last game and let's let's. I, I really I got a they vibe. Came in really focused, and yeah. Arizona really kind of didn't. I got a vibe in that game that Arizona played like almost a preseason game. Don't show any plays because they might have to play Seattle later. But you know what? Though? Let's see everything Seattle does, but let's not give them but, anything to work off. Leading up to the game, Bruce Arians is like, "Nope, I don't believe in that. I'm going to play every player uh, the whole game." Correct, and he and then didn't. <laughs> well, he did. Well, well, he did until they start getting blown out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just, I really feel I, that that feels wonky to me because that score is so off. But is that the end of Arizona, Ray? Yeah. Are they done? I don't think so. Uh, Denver beat San Diego uh, barely. Uh, barely. Oh, it was 20 me. to 20. And if it wasn't for Phillip Rivers just choking it oh, away. That was a bad. Oh, it was a bad, bad set of downs. Uh, Denver's the one seed. Your boys, mm-hmm. Denver. You guys, that's how crazy it was. Denver two weeks ago, they're the one seed mm-hmm. now. Almost missed the playoffs entirely. Yeah, they could have missed the playoffs. And both those games were close, yep. and they could have lost both games. The NFL and is a crazy had, mystery. If they had lost to that San Diego game, they, they'd, they would, they'd be the five seed. Yeah. Or no, I think the six seed. Five or six seed. Instead, I believe it's and the five the, because those the one teams seed. lost another so, game. Yeah. A sliver away from the five seed, and they get the one seed. And Peyton Manning I'll tell you what, comes in for Brock Osweiler. My, the, the Leads two, them to victory. The, the two teams that have the buys in, in the in the AFC, New England and Denver, <laughs> no two teams need rest more than That's those two correct. teams. That's correct. Uh, San Francisco in overtime beat St. Louis in a, in a somewhat marginally surprised. I wanted that to be a tie yeah. so badly just because both teams nobody cares about right now. Although St. Louis... Gosh willing, if they keep Jeff Fisher for another seven and nine, eight and eight year, because it feels like they go eight and eight, seven and nine every single year. That they have Todd Gurley to build around. Yeah. I I could see them being like when uh, uh, the Vikings just got Adrian Peterson, and they're just they're just gonna, they're going to be relevant every year until the end of time. Yeah, their defense at times was dominant this year. Yeah, so they, they, they were need, dominant against need, us. I don't know if they need another couple players or something, and they need a quarterback. They definitely need a quarterback. Nick um, Foles not getting it done. Sorry, and Nick for San Foles Francisco. Five. You know, Tom Sula, one of the what six coaches that got fired, got fired after one season. Tom Sula. Okay, how can your name be that close to Don Shula? <laughs> Right? Oh my. Maybe he's going to go open a steakhouse. Is he like the bizarro Don Shula? He is. Tom Sula is. And his last name's Tom Sula. I know it's. That uh, doesn't count. Doesn't, who cares? Tom Sula is very close to the whole name Don Shula, who's one of the best coaches. In fact, has the only undefeated season. Kind of a great coach. Yeah. How can you. Uh, how, they're the bizarros of each other, I believe. Uh, you know what? I'll go with that. Yeah. We, if we go to the bizarro world, Tom Sula's won five Super Bowls, and Don Shula was a never coach for the Browns. That's right. Uh, and then a uh, Sunday night football. What a game! Minnesota goes into Green Bay and beats them. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay is a deeply, deeply uh, messed up team. Can like, I complain? I, I've, you know, I've, I told you I've been trying DraftKings this year. Yes, you have. How I'm was not, your DraftKings experience? Um, it's, it's, it's a. It wasn't great as far as the results. Okay. It's very fun. Okay. But the final week, I finally, I thought, okay, I finally kind of figured out what this is kind of the formula you need to do, right? Right. Uh, I'm in position uh, to win money in. Th- I've entered because I have some money. I'm just trying to get rid of all it before the season sure. or win some money. I'm in position to win money in three separate 
contest. And then? And I'm like two, three, five points away from winning money. And I have Adrian Peterson in all three of my leagues, and he gets hurt in the third quarter. Ah! <laughs> I don't win any money. Yeah, None. No good. Yeah, that, that, I mean, we'll see if DraftKings is around next year. Yeah, I have it might not feel. be. I mean, those are those are gambling websites. Oh, for sure. Let's not keep it like that's not like when the, when the, when our idiot congressmen go up in front and Chris Christie's on the Republican uh, national debate saying we're talking about fantasy football with your friends. Well, no, we're not. We're talking about a gambling website that's probably evading taxes. It's not. Well, and, okay, I am in a group that's with my friends, but I still think. Look, but you, you're clear on what it is. Well. It is, and it's not gambling. I mean, yes, it's like it's like gambling at the. It's it is definitely gambling. It's, it's like gambling at the sports book, I guess. Gambling on games, sure, but that's legal in Vegas and illegal in your well, neighborhood but, bar. But the same thing in fantasy <laughs> football. You do the same thing in fantasy football. It's just over a longer period of time. Sure. Uh, so but, would you say that's gambling we, also? But it is. Okay, but it's well, a, then I, yeah, but it's then different I because it's but but the gambling between friends that goes on with fan, with regular fantasy football. The reason why no feds are cracking down on it. Uh, one, it's a lot like a, an at-home poker game, mm-hmm. which they're just not interested in because it's small stakes, small times yeah. between people who have all kind of entered in into agreement yeah. together. Whereas the online stuff, especially with the insider trading and stuff that's been going on, and mm-hmm. then the information where people from one website are using information that they're not making public to go win money in the other website. And a lot of these kind of things are starting to come out right now. Uh, and you're doing it with total strangers. So for all you know, you're getting scammed in a room of 19 people who are all working together to take your $1. Most of the groups I join in are people I know, though. And and that's fine, but that's not what it's geared to do. You know what I'm saying? It's geared for you to put a dollar into this giant pool and then try to win money from so strangers. So it's like Kino or the Lotto. For example, yeah. But and with it, but you, have a, you get to choose. Yeah, just like with the Lotto, you get to choose what numbers you get. Correct, yeah. Except for the fact that uh, uh, running a private lotto is also illegal. <laughs> and that's, I think, where it comes. We'll see what happens. I-, I find it an interesting topic to talk about. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the reason why we saw so many DraftKings, Fantasy, whatever, website ads this year is because they're blowing it out because they're not sure they're going to get another year after this one. Right. Uh, let's see here. So those are all the games right there. Minnesota beats Green Bay. Uh, props to them, man. They win the NFC North. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay is Look, now Green the Bay is- five seed. Green Bay is not long for these playoffs, I don't think. They get to go to Washington, though, and I could absolutely see Green Bay going. I could see them going to they Washington and losing. They I might see win them going game, to winning. But they're not, going to beat, they're not going to beat Arizona. They're not going to beat Carolina, and they're not going to beat Seattle. None of those three teams they will beat. I don't think so either. Yeah. They're just not good enough. They they're went to Arizona and got their I mean, butts handed can, to yeah. them. Can we say that Jordy Nelson is probably the de facto MVP? Like, uh, Tony Romo, obviously. Well, <laughs> I don't know. We also lost uh, DeMarco Murray, and they lost a lot of production there, and too. by that right, uh, DeAndre Levy for the Lions is the defensive MVP. Maybe. For not playing this year. Um, but anyway, let's just cut it. Let's take a quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about playoff predictions and then Black Monday, and we'll wrap up NFL. And we're going to do it after three seconds of Celine Dion. So we have some predictions here from the beginning of the season. Me, you, and friend of the show, Neil Gargiulo, New York Jets fan, star of Bloodsucking Bastards, Dr. God, uh, all that. We love him to death. Uh, We have our predictions right here over who got what, and we don't need to go through every single prediction right here, but we will say, uh, first off, congratulations to Neil Gargiulo, 
who bested both of us as far as picking the playoff teams goes. The number of playoff teams picked. Seven of the 12 Seven playoff 12. teams. And we both got six. Me and you both got six. Between the two of us, I picked two division winners out of eight correct. Neil also only picked two out of eight correct. Mm-hmm. And you picked one out of eight correct. You got the New England Patriots and literally no one else. Did you guys pick Denver to win the AFC West? Uh, I picked the Colts. Or I'm sorry, I picked the Colts. I- I'm looking at the Colts. I picked the Kansas City Chiefs, and Neil Gargiulo picked the Denver Broncos. Okay. So if San Diego had just held on to that game, then he would add one, and we would add two. That's correct. You would add three. Uh, I would have had an extra one because I would have yeah, picked the Chiefs as well. Wow. So, yeah. So, uh, officially, Neil has bested the two of us. I win on a tiebreaker against you, sort of, but we were both right around the same number, half right. I would like to say that uh, both of my both of my Super Bowl picks are still in, <laughs> and none of and neither of yours. That are. is correct. I mean, this is where I pooped the bed. Is I have Colts versus Eagles. I really went for the Chip Kelly season, and I really thought this was the year Andrew Luck would take the Colts. I didn't realize just how abysmal. Well, one Andrew Luck got hurt for most of the season, but that defense for the Colts is also pretty terrible. They couldn't beat anybody out of their division that pretty much at all. Was not good. It and was not the good running game was not good. Yeah, and we don't. I don't have it listed here. Neil's prediction. I'm just going to assume it was the Jets versus the Jets. Can I just go ahead? Yeah, put that out there. Jets, probably Jets, Giants. Jets, so. Packers, you know, probably. I'm just putting it out. They were green, too. Uh, so those are our predictions right there. Uh, we call that kind of a wash, kind of a push. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think it was a tough season to pick, dude. This, every NFL season is extremely tough to pick. I encourage you guys also at home, uh, if you're listening, man, at the beginning of next year, or when we do it for baseball next, uh, put your predictions your out there because it's hard. I'm sure we can get a couple of you guys out there to do it. Send in your picks. If you beat Ray, he will run naked in the streets. I will run naked in the streets around your house until the police are called. Uh, We're talking about Black Monday right now. It's the dreaded day, but Black Monday, awfully quiet this year. It seemed like a lot of stuff happened in the weeks leading up to Black Monday. Usually, Black Monday hits, and that's when six, seven coaches get fired. Here, only two coaches got fired on Black Monday. Well, Wiz and Hunt have been fired earlier. Wiz and Hunt. Chip Kelly got fired earlier. Got fired earlier. Uh, they got washed out. Uh, Mike Patton got fired right after the game, uh, yep. the Week 17 game, the day of. And I believe one other coach also got fired like I that day I thought Tom Sula well. was fired that day, Tom too. Tom Sula was fired that day as well. I believe you're right. And then the next day came down, Chuck Pagano for Indianapolis gets a four-year he, extension. He talked his way back in. That's amazing. A well, four-year extension see, for a guy example, nobody like, seemed to like and who had no success. He was 11-5 the first two years. Well, what have you done for me lately? It's the yeah, NFL. He had, to play with that. he had to play with five quarterbacks this year. But you don't often see an embattled coach who's fighting his with his GM and who essentially like seems to say out loud, go ahead and fire me, see if I care. You don't often see that guy miss the playoffs and then get a four-year extension right after the season. That was a strange set of events right there. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, let's see here. for the uh, Oh, we talked about earlier for the New York Giants. Tom Coughlin, uh, it's un- I th- it's more of like a mutual parting ways decision right there, more than it was a firing per se. I don't know. I think it was one of those things where they both kind of, ag- I think the Giants were kind of hoping that he would step down just because it's good to have an infusion of new new uh, coaching in there sometimes. He's been there for 12 years. Sure. And he's, you know, he's he's an older guy now, too. What sure. is he, 69? Something like he's that. up there. Six, he's almost 70 years old. Yeah. And also the coach of the Dolphins uh, got punted out earlier this season as well, if you remember. So those are all the openings that we're looking at right now. I'm not sure. Oh, the 49ers, you said that. Yeah, so I'm not sure which of these teams is the most attractive to look at right here. I mean, it's not Cleveland. It's not the 49ers. Uh, I think it's Philadelphia. Do you think Philadelphia? There's I mean, enough talent there's lying talent around there. There, yeah. there is. Uh, I think somebody's going to look at the Titans and, and want in. I mean, I, I think that I thought Marcus Mariota showed he showed promise. He showed a lot more promise than I thought he would his first season. I agree. 
right? I agree. So you've got a very young quarterback there. I mean, like you were talking about off air, you think that's where Chip Kelly could end up? I don't know. If I absolutely think so. I, I'm. I don't. You in your heart of hearts kind of hope that Chip Kelly goes to Cleveland. <laughs> Yes, and I wanted to do sabermetrics in Cleveland with, this with bizarre, Johnny Manziel. Oh man, with Johnny Manziel, it's like a perfect storm of fun. That team oh. becomes my new favorite team oh. to watch. Maybe not my favorite team to root for, but my favorite team to watch—that's for sure. Um, the only other shoe to drop right here is uh, Sean Payton in the New Orleans Saints. Because uh, I'm reading reports, the 49ers are talking about it. Uh, the Colts, before they re-signed Pagano, were talking about doing a, a trade. They're saying a second-round pick for Sean Payton. Yeah. If you're the 49ers, don't you just go ahead and pull the trigger on that? Yeah. So tell me right now, I mean, let's assume Sean Payton stays in New Orleans, which seems like a, it seems more likely he's gone than he stays, but let's just assume he stays right now, and where we're at's where we're at. Uh, what, what, what do you look forward to kind of in this offseason? Uh, are there any like I mean I know for let me if I could start Mike Shanahan your boy former coach of the Washington team former coach of the Denver two time Super Bowl champion I don't know if you know that with the Denver Broncos says he wants back into the NFL a team has to listen to him right I guess I mean with as much problems that he's as he had getting along with people in Washington. Sure. Well, Dan Snyder is not exactly the easiest owner to work with. He is meddlesome, and he will like make decisions which will set you back, and he will throw a lot of money at the wrong people. So if you're if you're a coach of a, of a Dan Snyder team, you have to appreciate the fact that weird things are going to happen that you have no control over, and you'll be blamed for them. And I think that's where Shannon, that uh, um, Albert Hainsworth. I mean, you're going to get an Albert Hainsworth for ninety to a hundred million dollars dropped into your lap every so often, and the guy's going to show up fat and undesiring to play. So I absolutely understand why Shanahan had a tough time in Washington, and he even got that team to the playoffs. If you remember, he got RG3 into the playoffs. One season. Hey, one season's more than a lot of NFL the other, coaches. The other three seasons, he went 6-10, and 5-11, and 11, and 3-13. and 13. Correct. But it, um, it was an ascending order, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 6-5. Oh, so then he they, went down. Then they went up to 10-6. and six, There you go. Then they went down to 3-13. and 13. Well, that 3-13, and 13, I mean, everybody said he should have left before that year anyway, and he was probably regretting it all season long. Okay. The rumor was that he felt bad about injuring RG3 and he wanted to give him another run. Can you tell me, because that was only in 2013, so he's pretty much steadily been in the NFL since 1988. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? Uh, he had like a five-year period after he got fired by the Raiders, by the way, where he went 8 and 12. But It's not terrible. At that time, that's not terrible, and nobody was having success for the Raiders at that time. Um, that's so like blaming Bill Belichick for getting fired by the can, Browns. Can you tell me the last time, since he's pretty much been in the NFL every year except for okay. the last two years, when is the last time that Mike Shanahan actually won a playoff game? Won a playoff game? Yeah. Uh, because you're asking me, I'm going to say 1998, the year he won the Super Bowl. 1998 is the last time yeah, he won a okay. playoff So that's 17 years ago. a long ago. time. There are kids in high school that if they're a fan of whatever team he's going to get hired for. Uh, NFL say, football. Wait, that guy's never won a playoff game my entire life. My entire life. <laughs> Yikes. But to be fair, those kids would also, uh, to be fair, you could be 22 years old right now and never having lived in a world that the Kansas City Chiefs well, sure. won a playoff game either. Sure, but we're so not, let's not, not hate through, you're not through hire, much shade. You're not hiring the Kansas City Chiefs as your coach. I would. <laughs> uh, but, I you know, would too. Are there any exciting things? You say Chip Kelly and Cleveland's your big exciting like hope? <laughs> I hope so. Where's Johnny Manziel going to go? Where's That's, Manziel going to go in the yeah. offseason? I mean, these That's aren't things that are like great things, I guess. Um, these are fun things to, to theorize about, yeah. though. What oh, yeah. what does what does Cleveland do with that number three pick? Do they pick a quarterback? Uh, is this the year that Dallas finally gets a quarterback in the first round, or do they get Manziel? Because they've got to address that issue with Tony Romo. He seems like he's pretty fragile now, and he's and he's older. He's like thirty five, I think. He is, and they need yeah. a backup stat. They proved it this year. Yeah. They need somebody to come in and take a shot. And you think, um, in theory, Manziel would 
clean up his act a little bit because he actually would want to be in Dallas. Is Peyton Manning done? Does he come back? Oh, one he's, more year? he's done. Uh, is Osweiler the starter, or do I they, think so. or do they go out and get somebody? I think it's like a Brett Favre situation. I think the Broncos are done with Peyton Manning. I don't know if Peyton Manning's done playing, but where's he going to go for one year? Like maybe to the Houston Texans or a yeah. team like who's only needs a quarterback. But even then, is he good enough at this point? Can he still yeah. do it to the point where he's not? Because he was offensive at quarterback this who's, year who's, for much of the season. Right? Who's going to move to Los Angeles? Huh? Actually, I think that's, that's a big topic too. Yeah, I, th- I think it will be the Rams and Chargers. I'm going to put it out there right now. Those are my two picks. I think I heard that the Rams aren't going to be the team. but Well, the, the thing about the Rams is, and this is what's fascinating, is they don't right now, in theory, have the votes to uh, approve a move. Yeah. But nobody can force them to sign a new lease agreement in St. Louis either. Right. So the, the owner of the Rams, in theory, is just doing it. And he says, you may as well vote or don't vote. I don't care. I'm coming anyway. Punish me if you want to. I'm out. I got a stadium. Bye, bees. I hope that it is – I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was the Rams, but I but I kind of hate what that would do to St. Louis because that's a good sports town. It is, but I think St. Louis is prepared to move on without them. Yeah. I, I t- it is a great sports town. Now, as a purely selfish reason, I want the Rams in Los Angeles because the Lions are playing St. Louis at, at the Rams next year, and absolutely. I want to go to the game. I'll uh, put it out For there. a selfish reason, I would like – and also for realistic reasons, I would like San Diego to move up. Sure. There. One, there's a lot of San Diego fans in Orange County, so they're kind of splitting the difference either way. Uh, two – they shouldn't be forced to play in that terrible stadium. Terrible stadium. Qualcomm is terrible. It's bad. You know, I mean, that's got to hurt you with, uh, with free agents. Nobody wants to play in that stadium. No. That's terrible. No. Uh, plus, if they stay in the AFC, if well, they, you could go to the games. You couldn't go if they were uh, Raiders games. And they stay if, if they stay in the AFC West, then I'll get to go watch the Chiefs there every year instead of having to drive to San Diego. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Well, there's that right there. So let's go back. We'll talk a little bit of college football before wrapping up after three seconds of the Killers. And college football, the, the season's nearly over, Mr. Brent. We have our final four. Uh, my Michigan Wolverines and the, went to the Citrus Bowl, which is a pretty solid bowl game. Uh, blew the doors off of Florida, yeah, which felt did. great. I knew yeah. Florida was overrated, but the fact that we went down to the But you still went down there and took we care of them. We went down there and took game care of them well. Doubt. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And your guys? Five and seven. Five and in. seven went in and got UCLA. Down 21-7. Scored 30 points in a row. Gotta love um, it. And ran the ball 62 times. Yeah. UCLA got to a point where they did not want to tackle a running back yeah. anymore. No. Uh, Nebraska- it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so bad. It hurts so- what are they, Cowardly Lion right now? I don't now? know. Is that it was, what that was? It was, it was just pain. pain guy so, pain. okay, completely, so completely inappropriate oh. prediction for next year. What is Nebraska's record? Oh, gosh. They've got a... T- <laughs> Here's the deal. They've got a tougher schedule next year. 8-4? Eight and four. Yeah. Okay. So what we pre- what we thought they might be this year. Yeah. I mean, I you don't think know. they take a step forward. Well, I still think it's going to be a couple years. They've got Tom Tommy Armstrong, who's still not their prototypical quarterback. They've got a guy coming in. He already enrolled and is on campus, but he's a freshman. Okay. Uh, he's from Southern Cal. Helps. Uh, graduated early. Think he's going to be ready a sophomore year, and then they might be up and rolling. But I don't know. I don't know because well, you know who they have in the non-conference next year is Oregon. <laughs> Oregon's beatable. I know We've they are. Seen it. They are. Oh. I, look, that's what I'm saying. So if we beat Oregon, you know, maybe we go nine and three. You got a shot. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. You'd want to play Oregon now, and as opposed to two, three years ago. Yeah. They're beatable now. That's true. We yeah. assume. And who knows what's going on with their head coach yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, for Michigan, I'm going to say right. I'll put it right out there. Eleven and one. Yeah. I think they find it. I think they lose to Sparty or something like mm-hmm. that. But I think they go eleven and one. I think they win the Big Ten and have a, a look at it. Yeah, I think if they can get past Ohio State, which by all by all accounts right now they they should go to Columbus next year and win that game. Who's your quarterback next year? 
Um, they have a they, well. There's two opportunities now, and I'm blanking on the name, so I don't have it in front of me. They've got a guy transferring in from the University of Houston. Much like oh Jake yeah, Rudolph he's got a weird name. Year. His name's like it's O Peanut or O Nut or something. O Coker or yeah. Coconut or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> something like that. O Pear or something like that. O Pear. He's a great. He he, he watches uh, English parent. Uh, Parents' babies. He's no. Yes, pair. he does. He's in a yeah. pair. Uh, so they've got this guy transferring in, much like Jake Rudock, Rudock did from Iowa this year as a graduate student. They've also got an up and coming guy who they don't know is ready or not. So they're best of both worlds. They're hoping that the young guy who Harbaugh brought in is going to be the new guy. What's the guy's name? John O'Corn. O'Corn. That's his name. <laughs> See. John O'Corn. John O'Corn. Uh, so John O'Corn is the favorite to get it. Shouldn't but he be playing for Nebraska? I would love that. <laughs> They'd husk him away. Let's make that happen. Um, yeah, so we've got John O'Corn uh, coming in, and, and Ooh, he, got he might be and good. Nebraska's got Patrick O'Brien coming in this year. Yeah. At least you don't have Patrick O'Wolverine, because that would just be really yeah, awkward. Right? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I look forward to it. There are so many five-star recruits coming in and blue chippers, and he's stealing people away from every team, including Ohio State. Like, Harbaugh is – this is what a full season of Harbaugh, like, recruitment will do, and holy crap, he ended up getting a top – 10 top 15 recruitment and he started two months late last year yeah. he is blowing the doors off of it say right that, now you know we knew he was going to recruit well and yes, we michigan's did. an easy place to recruit you know and you've got some big uh metropolitan centers in in michigan you, you do know? and you steal from ohio and they've yeah. also got a pipeline to florida and california yeah. so that's the one the thing that's tough about nebraska is like there's there's not that many uh big players that come from the area you know so they have to travel a lot to get their players gotta do you it know? but that's california, what you gotta do texas yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you're closer to Texas than we are, so you have a huge Oklahoma-Texas pool yeah. to pull from. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we get a lot of players. And so we like still have a lot the, of the guys the from California. We always have, and now Riley's got a you know good report. The so. quarterback coming in is from yeah, California. I, I have great hope going into this year. Of course, there are slappies out there saying that Harbaugh is going to go to the NFL next year, which is ridiculous. We all know Urban Meyer is going to the Browns next year. I mean, oh, my God, how great would that be? Oh, man. He would never do that because he doesn't want to lose. No, but I mean, he also knows that I think I think I think deep down he knows Ohio State's about to like some of these all these arrests are going to start catching up with him sooner you know, rather than later. I can see later. Urban Meyer going to uh, the Cowboys if he went anywhere. I can see him coaching. Totally the see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see him going to uh, the Jaguars just because I want to see him lose. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Uh, so the the final four happened where first two games Alabama blew the. But Jesus, out of your boys at oh, Michigan, State. Michigan State, I was rooting for Sparty, but my goodness, Sparty! You know, there's got these T-shirts going on that say "Little Brother scores more." Yeah. Little Brother's a virgin; <laughs> he uh, didn't score at all. Man, that was uh, it was painful. It's not good. I mean, that was one team just beating the pants off of the mm-hmm. other team, and one team looking like they wanted to be there, and one team not looking like it. Yeah, like I, I again, I cheer for Michigan State when they're not playing Michigan. Bad job, Sparty. I cheered for them too, just because I picked them. And, and I I like them more than I like Alabama. I hate Alabama. Don't get me wrong. Uh, for the for the first time though, I actually see what people are talking about with Alabama. Yeah, like I didn't understand people talking about they're this unbeatable juggernaut when they lost to a mediocre Ole Miss team. Like I didn't understand. What do you mean they're unbeatable? They've lost this year to a team that isn't like a top five team. They look very physical right now. They look great. Yeah. Uh, you know, this looks great. Clemson. Who yep. we were both wrong. We thought Oklahoma was going to beat them, and Clemson just it was seventeen to sixteen at the half. Final score, 37-17. they run that spread offense very, very well. They also, but the defense stepped up in the second half against Oklahoma and shut them out. They did. I mean, props to Clemson. What do you think? Does that say more about Clemson or more about the Big 12? Oh, the Big 12, probably overrated. But let's face it, not like the ACC is like a gem conference this year, you know. Right. 
So, uh, so the final game, I've still got Alabama. I picked them in the thing. Do you, are you going for Clemson or are you have you sw- switched Let's, over? Just for the fun of it, I'll go for Clemson. And I do think if they do win the game, it'll be because that Clemson, the defense holds them up. Yeah. Well, no, not the defense. I think that a lot of times Saban has had problems with some of those spread teams. Look at Ohio State last year. And that's mm-hmm. isn't that what happened against Ole Miss? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so fair enough. Well, there's our prediction. We're going to come right back. We're going to shut down the show after three seconds of Britney Spears. Oh, baby, baby. I find this humorous. Uh, oh, geez. What are so you finding So if Sean now? Payton leaves the Saints, as we talked about. We just talked about it, okay. yeah. So I, I'm looking at an article from, written from someone in New Orleans. The New Orleans Times-Picayune? Uh, WDSU. Okay. Whatever that is. It's a TV station yeah. of some kind, yeah. Um, top six candidates for the New Orleans uh, job. Oh, to take can, over the coaching yeah. job. Can you name any of them? Can I name any of them? Yeah, let me see if you can name it, and then I'll give you the list. I don't uh, know that you're going to name any of them. You don't uh, think I'm gonna name any of them? No. Okay. Uh, well, I would assume I'll give you. Uh, well, let me just—I'll put it out there. The, okay. I'll just name a bunch of people that are current people looking for coaching jobs. Okay. So you have Mike Shanahan. Then you're not gonna get any. Mike of them. Shanahan. Zero. No. Uh, Adam Gase. No. Terrell Austin for Detroit. No. Uh, let's see here. Tom Coughlin, in theory, is looking no. for another job. And uh, I'm out. Like, who, who do they? Who do they have on this list right here? Okay. Number six, Paul Gunther. Bengals defensive coordinator. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure, yeah, yeah. Number five, your boy. Your boy. Who's my boy? Jim Schwartz? <laughs> Jim Schwartz. Okay, jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> Not my boy. Okay. No, I don't have to cheer for him anymore. <laughs> Number four, Sean McDermott, okay. uh, Carolina Panthers yep. defensive coordinator. Yep, he's, he, he's probably going to get a job somewhere. <laughs> Number three, Jim Mora. Jim Mora. Who just got ran on 62 times. UCLA. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, they say he's going to come back to the uh, – they say Jim Mora's going to come back to the pros. It yeah. won't be this year. You know who's a little bit better than Jim Mora, Ray? Mike Riley. Mike Riley. <laughs> One and done in Nebraska. And to be fair, Mike Riley would probably take that job in a heartbeat. I don't know. Maybe he would. I think he would. Uh, and number one, Doug Marone. Jackson, Jackson. Uh, Doug Marone was going to get another look at being a head coach I somewhere. I just thought it was funny that Mike Riley That's really and Jim funny. Schwartz are both on the list. That's amazing. Um, no. Uh, no, no, no. Come either. on. Any of those guys getting that job? Uh, no. But Doug Marone, I think. I didn't even think about Doug Marone. But Doug he, Marone, sure. Uh, because he had that one good year in Buffalo, and then he got he took the, he took the out when the really ownership see, changed. Do you really see the Saints taking a, a college coach? No. That didn't have a great year, like Mike Riley or Jim Mora. They're more likely to take an offensive-minded coach. That's why Adam Gase was the first one that popped into my head. Because, again, I think Adam Gase is going to get a look at a head coaching job this year. I think he's going to get one. And he's the only big off besides the guy in Kansas City, which, you know. Hey, you know who Jim Schwartz is coaching for now? No one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no, he coached for the Bills last year. He literally says unemployed. <laughs> yeah, because Doug Marone quit. Jim Schwartz was his defense coordinator. Did a great job, uh, by the way, in Buffalo a, a year ago. I did an okay job. Uh, as DC, he, he definitely got the most out of that unit. And then, yeah, nobody wants him. He's too fiery. He's going to get another look at his, as a defensive coordinator. I don't know. Maybe for the Lions next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness It gracious. says about Mike Riley, very close to Loomis, the owner. So. Well. There you go. Yeah. Jump in. In any case, that's going to do it for episode 120 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, thank you guys very much for listening. We got hey, uh, yes. next week. Let's do more nerdy stuff. Like 
What do you want to do this? You know, like video games. Okay. TV shows that we're watching. Let's do it. I know football's big right now, but that's all we did this week. Well, you know? to be fair, no, we have a lot less teams to talk about now. I know, that's true. Considering the fact that like three quarters of the teams are gone. Yeah, and the college football will be done completely. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have more openings. We'll, we'll pick a new show. We'll start launching into it. Yeah. We'll watch Gallivant or something. Uh that it's a great show, by the way. Is I love it really? Gallivant. I do. I, I do just love see the it. commercials, and I was like, I don't know whether I hate it. Um, uh, it looks like something I might it's, like. It's though. very fun. Uh, you should watch it. Uh, let's see here. So we got uh, we got people want to thank this week. Uh, let's see here. Well, contact information first. Uh, hit us up at uh, facebook.com slash Rayburn Podcast. Give it us a like on there. Uh, Five star review on iTunes, and uh, hit us up on Stitcher Radio. Why not? You can uh, tweet at the show at Rayburn Podcast or tweet at me. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm a scoop spoke. And we got people want to thank this week. We have to thank Jeremy, Jeremy Buck, Buck in the, the bank. Got to thank Jeremy Buck. The bank. We gotta thank the train wreck. Gotta thank the train wreck. We gotta thank David Knoll, our intrepid producer. Dito. I did it out of order because we're also gonna thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell, me some art, the man of many faces. Gotta do it, man. Silhouettes by Jordan. I'm still very happy with my Sergeant Slaughter uh, silhouette art. Mm-hmm. So I love it. And uh, is there anybody else you'd like to thank, Brent? Um, just my Kansas City Chiefs. For making the playoffs? For giving me 10 weeks. <laughs> 10 weeks in a ten row? 10 weeks in a row. Bef- uh, you know, before they. Regardless I, of what happens know. here, you can hold your head up high. Yeah, and you lose on the road, and then in the playoffs, that happens a lot of times. Happens a lot. But I'm, I hope that they win one. It would be nice. It would be nice. Please. Good night, everybody. You're going to have to drag me out in chains.